Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Good racing early in this one. Still 79 laps to go. The battle is for first. Shirley holding on, but Josh Richards has been awfully quick. <laughs> Shirley closes the door. Oh my goodness sakes. He surely did. He surely did, didn't he? On the front <laughs> and down the back straightaway. Still the battle there, Brian. Now Richards to the bottom. He'll throw the oh. slider. Oh, my goodness, all the way to Columbus on that one, baby. Will Shirley be able to make the crossover move? No, he is not. Jonathan Davenport, a fan right now, sitting in third, watching this great battle for the lead. The Rocket Man will come off a of turn number four and book in the season. Open up with a big win at Golden Isles, and he wins the finale here for the Lucas Harley Bottle Dirt Series in 2018. Turn. It's that time of year again, baby. It's officially a suave takeover. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday, October 23rd. And how about PRP ace Josh Richards, who picked up his second straight DTWC title and turn? Can you believe it was his first win since February? His Isn't that nuts? Win. That it, is crazy. I, I mean, has it really been that long? It has been that long officially, wow. unless, like, Kevin Kovac missed something, but that is true. <laughs> Congrats to Josh and company. We will have a full recap of Portsmouth in the next hour, post-race reaction from Richards himself, and well, as well, what caught my eye this past weekend at PRP was definitely one of those to remember. Dustin Jarrett will join us for a pay attention segment turn. This is a dandy. It's going to be a great one. I can't wait to tell you and him what it's all about. And Mississippi's most wanted man, Tyler Erb, previews the fall classic at Why Not? Oh, and um, turn, did you hear? Uh, Kevin Weaver is going to be a 2019 Hall, in Fame, Hall of Fame inductee. I mean, what a career it's been for the Flatline Flash. Turn, do you know anybody from Gibson City? Because you're from the same hometown as Weaver that's in a Hall of Fame in anything. I mean, uh, <laughs> we had we had an NFL player, but wasn't in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, he's probably the only person I can think of, for I sure. Mean, I've just been drinking cold beers after cold <laughs> beers, still celebrating. Pop the champagne bottles, baby. Kevin Weaver is going to the Hall of Fame. But let's get this party started. Here we go with five things. Number one on five things, Josh Richards is a dirt track world championship guru. The Rocket Man will come off a of turn number four and book in the season. Open up with a big win at Golden Isles, and he wins the finale here for the Lucas Harley Bottle Dirt Series in 2018. Hard to imagine that the defending Lucas Oil Series champion hadn't won a race, series race since February, but that didn't matter Sunday afternoon when Josh Richards 
picked up his second consecutive DTWC title. He took the lead right here on this massive slider on Brian Shirley on lap 22 and never looked back. Winning by nearly six. That's right, six seconds. Yes, it's been a tough year for Kid Rocket, but picking up the $100,000 payday was icing on the cake in his final race of the 2018 season. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been blessed. I've had such a phenomenal career, and, and everything came so quick. And I haven't really had any any years where I felt like they were really bad. And uh, you know, this year it wasn't like we had a bad year. We we had speed. Uh, we just couldn't quite pull off what we needed to or what we've, we've done in the past. I think it just it just shows the competition, um, you know, where the sport is and how there's a lot of good teams coming up. And and uh, you got to work hard at it every single day. And and um, you know, which we you know the guys have done that. We just you know you try to get what you can and just you know the waves roll up and roll down. I've been on the upside of that wave for a long time and and I got to, got to experience the downside. But it's good to uh, to finish out with the win. There's been a few rumors and speculation on where Josh Richards will race that next season. Either way, if this is his last ride with the best motorsports team, at least he went out in style. Number two on five things. The champ is here! That's right, the champ is here. Nearly one year ago, the Dream Team was assembled at the dirt track at Charlotte. Jonathan Davenport partner, partnered up with Lance Landers and Kevin Rumley to form what people were calling a super team. Yes, he clinched the series title before the season finale at Portsmouth. Yes, he was the points leader for most of the season. But it just seemed like the super team couldn't get on a heater where they won like eight or nine races in a row. You can ask anyone on this team. It was a tough year with some ups and downs, but it doesn't matter. JD and company still picked up nine series wins as well. JD picked up his second series championship. It definitely would, but you, you just got to, I mean, nobody's really got rolling this yeah. year and nobody's strung a bunch of wins together, but you just got to step one step back and look what we're racing against every week. So, I mean, every guy out here can win every night. So you can be one adjustment off. You can get a bad draw. You can get a bad heat race. Um, just a anything goes into not having a good night. And it's, I've said it numerous times this year. It's very easy to run seventh, eighth in this deal right now. And so uh, it's even harder to, to win. But just um, – it has been a really weird year, but if you step back and look at it, it's like World 100 crowds, at, uh, fields that we race against every week. So I'm very proud of myself and, and my team and uh, everybody that's involved with us to be able to, to, to definitely go ahead and clinch this thing before the last race. So it definitely says kudos to uh, all my crew and how, how much work they put in this year. The best part about this whole championship celebration was right here when J.D. and his son Blaine were both on top of the car holding up the number one finger and holding up the steering wheel with the other hand. Safe to say Blaine was proud of his deity. Oh, and J.D., I think your son is more famous than you. Sorry, but not sorry. Number three, it's DTWC grab bag time. Dang, I look good there. Three out of the top five finishers at Portsmouth were from the state of West Virginia. Well, kind of, sort of. Richards, obviously, who won the $100,000 paycheck. Brandon Shepard, who finished fourth. Though he's not from the state of West Virginia, 
His Rocket House car team is, you know, Mark Richards is from Shinston. And rounding out the top five was Zach Dome. It was neat to see the Mountaineer State drivers represent a race that was born in West by God, Virginia. Definitely brings back some nostalgia this past weekend. Also, shout out to Dome, who started 21st to rally up to 5th. Every time you look up at a crown jewel, Dome is always moving to the front. One thing that caught my eye Friday night was Brandon Fouts, who only not only picked up a heat race win, but held off series champion Jonathan Davenport along the way. Kudos to Fouts. I know he was pretty pumped up after the race. And finally, congrats once again to Josh Richards. I'm becoming the second driver to win this event back-to-back. -back. I thought this stat was pretty crazy, considering how long this historic event has been around. Number four, it was a woo takeover this past weekend at Sonoya Raceway. Friday night, Shane Clayton led all 40 laps to pick up the $4,000 payday. Clayton dominated the event by beating Suave Talk's number one fan, Ashton Winger, by nearly five seconds. Good to see Clayton back in victory lane in his home state. Then, meanwhile, on Saturday, it was Turbo, Tyler Erb, turn to represent the Woo Boys. He picked up the win after holding a late charge from Michael Page. As you can see here, a slider almost hits the wall. Turbo regains the lead and picks up the $6,000 payday in Steven Roberts' 111 car. To say the least, both drivers were ecstatic after the race. Alright, so hats off to our guys at the shop. We, uh, we built this car two weeks ago and just trying to do different things here at the end of the year, just trying to get better and win more races. Uh, it shows how hard work we paid off. And uh, just I got by Michael there at the first lap, and uh, just it is it over there. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an awesome, awesome night. I can't thank Steven Roberts for letting me drive his car. My crew, uh, Ryan, Colby, Brian helped us chance this weekend. Uh, it takes a lot, a lot of people. We worked. Uh, we had a really, really long week. For anybody that was there, they would have would have saw it. They'd have thought we were crazy. But uh, I don't know. I was just kind of out front there having a good run, and I didn't know what went on between uh, Paige and the rest of them guys there. But he slid me, and I knew I had to turn down. That was the only way to race with him, and uh, I was able to get back by him there and just able to bring it home. You know, it was exciting last lap. I got I got to jump on Shane, and that's what I told them I needed to do. So it was awesome. I. Uh, Normally, I'm the, the exciting one, but I guess this is just, uh, just uh, this isn't even the show. <laughs> Facts only, you always are the show, Tyler Herb. He'll be on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline later in the show. Don't worry, folks. I'll ask him what his formula for success has been lately. Hopefully, he gives me a straight answer, but you never know with Turbo. And finally, number five, some quick hitters here. Billy Moyer Jr. collected a $9,000 paycheck at the Spooky 50 in Chatham Saturday night. He led from start to finish, dominating this race. And how about Donald Lingo Jr. picking up the Delaware State Championship title? He held off the likes of Austin Hubbard, Mark Pettyjohn, Ross Robinson, and Amanda Whaley. Cool to see Run BMJ and Lingo Jr. for picking up late October wins. Man, I'll tell you, this uh, the track, they did a hell of a job with that. You know, uh, it, early on it wasn't real racy, and um, 
but man, the feature, I thought you could move all over, man, when you're leading this thing, it's nice to lead, of course, but you don't know what's going on behind you. Hell, that, heck, that one restart, BJ dang near passed me before I got to the flag stand, and so that tells me I got to move down, and then, then you seem like you're going so slow, but you're protecting the bottom, and uh, then I just, I, I'm seeing somebody, and I heard somebody, so I moved up to that middle, and the middle ended up being pretty good, but man, this place... It's got that sh sh slick spot getting into the three there. I mean, you, you can't hardly control that right front tire. It makes it fun, but you just don't know where you're at. But um, got a lot of good people on the car, uh, Nutrient Act Solutions, uh, Messiah Valley Transportation. My, uh, my grandpa, my dad was giving me signals. Uh, I think that, that's pretty dang cool. You don't get to do that a whole lot. And uh, uh, Josh and Spencer and Holmes and uh, Chip and uh, uh, Favre over there. Carla helps me, my mom and everybody. But, you know, everybody on this car does a lot for me. Been racing over here a mess of years, and uh, Camp Barnes in this race is we've won a lot of championships and races, but for some reason, the, those two elude us. So we got one of them off the bucket list tonight, and man, it feels good. I can't thank everybody enough that helps me on this car. Uh, my dad for building a hell of a motor, and Herb Tunis for cutting the front clip off this car this winter and spent a month working on it, and that was a difference maker. Man, this car's been we've been fast all year, just had a little bit of rough luck there through the center of the season, but uh, can't thank all the guys that helped me on the car, my family. We have my boys are here tonight. We'll have a cold beer, I think. Cold beer is right. Dilly, Dilly. Also want to give a shout-out to the wild thing, Greg Johnson, on his Kokomo class victory at Kokomo Speedway on Sunday. There was some big news from the Indiana track this past weekend I'm very excited about. We'll discuss that later on in the show. Turn, that was five things. What caught your eye, buddy? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, how about uh, how about Brian Shirley and and staying on his you know good streak he's been quietly good all year long and uh led a lot of laps in uh sunday's race out there um and then obviously josh josh richards going back to back uh and only being the second to do it uh you know that's a big deal you know what i took away from this weekend what's that buddy shepherd didn't win for me <clears throat> there is man. that okay yes. i mean be nice there turn <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying I still have a chance, so we'll get on that. We'll get with that more later on in the show. But uh, you know, we're gonna keep moving on. And when I take my college buddies to the racetrack for the first time, they have no idea what I'm talking about. I guess they just don't understand the lingo that I use. You know, when I'm talking to some race fans or people in the pit area, and that's okay. When you roll into a dirt track, you hear different sayings that no other human being on the planet would understand. Turn. I know you love it. I love it, and that's why this week. We are paying attention to the different sayings and meetings we hear at the racetrack. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is my good friend, my BFF, my Luigi, my boo, Dustin Jarrett. DJ, how much different is racetrack lingo than your everyday chatter with your friends and coworkers? It's got to be a little different, I would say. No, we, I, I talk about racing with my friends all the time. They, they just <laughs> never understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, do have, we do have a different lingo. I, I feel like that when I'm at the racetrack, I just let my guard down and, and just, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I say whatever, but we do. We, just, we have a different way of talking about things like, you know, cliches that we use and things that we say and, and just, just some of the phrases that we use on on things it is man it's it's totally different if i would if i would take that into my work they would look at me like i'm nuts you know and, and sometimes i do that too like like people will ask me to talk in my announcer voice and and i'll be like 
walking down the hallway right now, ladies and gentlemen, is Brandon, and, and you know they'll they'll laugh at me, and I'll usually laugh at myself. <laughs> well, here we're gonna do a little game here. I'm gonna give you a few sayings that we hear at the dirt track. I'm gonna pick some of my favorites, and it's your job to help explain the meeting to an average dirt fan or to a person who's never been to the racetrack. So, are you ready for this? I oh gosh, I, okay, I think I'm ready. Let's do this. The first one is, it's not going to rain. The river will break it up. We are fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think in my experience, it's been the opposite. I hear people I hear people say like, oh, man, you know, we're good. But if that rain comes off the lake, then we are screwed. <laughs> but but, but I, I have heard I have heard that the river will break it up, too. And I, I think it's I think it's because when race day comes around, like, 98% of the racing community, we all just become meteorologists, which, I mean, to be honest, the way the weather was this year, we're actually probably better than the meteorologists that are out there. But, uh, but I think that's, that's like that theory that, you know, like if, if something comes up over like the lake or the river or something, it, it'll, it'll break up, right? But I, I, that doesn't really happen, does it? Is that, is that a real thing? I don't think it is, but people in Illinois, especially at Fairbury, because Peoria is right along the river, it always rains out there, it seems like. But then it like, like magically just like disappears when it gets to Fairbury. So they always say the river breaks it up. The dome, the wall, man. It's like it's like they they put the wall up. <laughs> exactly. Here's the next one. You hear this all the time when you walk through the pits. Do you have a car count yet? Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's exhausting, isn't it? Do you have a car count yet? And I gotta bite my tongue sometimes because I, because I'm like I'm like no no I'm I'm actually just getting some notes or talking to drivers or getting information. But here's here's what that is. That that is usually the the person or the people that ask that. They want to know because they're usually the first ones to, like, go and then complain about what the car count is, right? They're like, oh, we've only got 18 late models tonight. So <laughs> I think that's what that is. I, I think the ones that ask that, they, they like, they're, they're, I don't know, it's like they're secretly hoping that, like, it's bad or, or that it's low so that, so that they can complain about something. <laughs> And this one, I wish we never had to ask this at a dirt track, but you hear it all the time, especially when I see like my, like little kids with their parents, and the parents are asking me, "When is the late model feature?" I do not want to hear that oh. ever. Yeah, Chase asked me that, Dad. When is the when are, when are the features? When is the late model feature? And and, and that's usually when I'm like, well, "Buddy, it's it's just hot laps right now." But you know, and and that's the thing with our sport, man. And we talk about this all the time. Like we just we need consistency in, in when the headliner is is going to be run. If if indeed the late models are the headliner, I know that you and me and Rigsby and and Ben. I mean, we're all advocates that it should be first. And again, that consistency is great. There's, man, there is no need to run late models last and hold people hostage there forever. We we live in this era where like everything is on demand and we can listen to music or watch videos or we can do whatever we want right right at that point in time but then we get to a racetrack and it's like it's like some of these places want to just keep us there they they don't want to give us what we want they want to hold us there forever it's it's exhausting but yes when is the late model feature when is the first class going to run and my answer is usually i don't know (laughs) (laughs) my all-time favorite man that guy was digging out there. When I say that to my friends who had never been to the racetrack, they're like, what the hell did he just say? 
Yeah, and you know what happens with that is like a lot of times it's it's like it's a track that's just locked down. Like everyone's just latched up around the bottom, and you got some you got some dude driving bonsai up on the hot side of the racetrack, like throwing dust into the crowd. Like, man, he was digging out there, and I'm like, well, he was digging for something. I don't know if it was potatoes or what, but he was he was digging on the high side. But that's that's usually that phrase that we throw out there, and you know. That's one too, man. That's one that I, I actually do kind of take into like the workplace or outside of the racetrack. I'm like, yeah, man, I was, you know, I was making my way over here to the racetrack. I was digging. I got here in three hours tonight. It was a new record. <laughs> and the last question, my all-time favorite too, where's Scott? You hear this all the time in a Lucas Oil race or a Crown Jewel. Where's Scott? <laughs> So, okay, so you said that, and, and, like, the first thing that came to my head was, was that Jason Welshan, you know, that video of him yes, with, the yes. with, the, with the Scott Who, with the Scott Who flag. That was pretty awesome. But, uh, but no, I mean, Scott, Scott could be anyone, right? I mean, it, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the Silver Shark, Scott James, or, or maybe it's uh, Scott Krigler, or, or, maybe or we're Scott Weber, about you never Scott. know. Scott Weber, yeah, maybe maybe slow ride David Scott, but it, it could be anyone. But uh, no, my, I, where's Scott? Uh, and, and, and the answer a lot of times is usually, well, he's just running a little bit late tonight, or well, he's he's not here. This is a this is a weekly show. Where's Scott? I get that one all the time. How, wow. how do you explain that to people? I like I like how how do you even how do you even explain that to the folks that like that don't know? That's a tough one. Well, then you always get like the rumors in the pit area. Oh, he's in Cincinnati. He's still three hours away. He's not going to make it to hot laps. But then he shows up right before hot laps and he usually wins. But you know he just is always mysterious, and that's why we love him. That's right. What is your all-time favorite saying that you like to use outside, like you know, to other people? Like my favorite saying at the racetrack is probably different than like you know outside of the racetrack like i guess going off of what you're saying some of my favorites at the racetrack like my all-time favorite is racing starts at and then you know whatever time 7 30 and and you know that alone just fuels like this national controversy like okay hot laps is not racing qualifying is not racing racing is an actual race so when they say racing starts at 7.30, if I'm at the track at 7.30, that is best damn well be a heat race. It better not be hot laps or qualifying. That's not racing. And, uh, again, we could go on about them actually starting on time. But uh, that, that's one of my favorites is racing starts at. But, I, I, you know, I was thinking as I was saying that, I've, I've got I, – I, there's a couple more that come to my mind too. One, I get asked this all the time, and, and you probably get asked this too. Term probably gets asked this. That's when people come up to you and say, so do you get paid to do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I just, I, I, this is part of my volunteer work. I'm a man of the people and, and I like to, you know, donate my time towards, towards charitable causes like tip reporting at races. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, okay, here's, here's, here's my all time favorite too. And this, this is one that only happens to me. I'm walking at a racetrack. I'm walking through the pits. And I hear someone in the background yell, "Hey, look! There's Ben Shelton." Oh, that's kind of, is that a slap in the face to you, though? That it does. It happens to me and Ben all the time. That's a slap we in the really face. Look, though. contrary, yeah, contrary to popular belief, we really don't look that much alike, <laughs> right? Like like brothers, maybe, but yeah. I don't know. There's there's probably more like outside the racetrack, but uh, you know, that's I, I don't. 
we got this is a family program, so I guess we'll we'll leave this. Yes, at. yes. I know I'm hosting the show. We go a little PG thirteen, but we'll stop you there. Oh, one more okay. thing. One more thing though. Yeah. It's a big day for Late Model Live. I'm hosting. Kevin Weaver got announced in the Hall of Fame. Of course, this is like the ninth time I'm saying it in the show. But your thoughts on Kevin Weaver making it into the Hall of Fame? I know you're very proud of him, like I am. I I am. You know, whenever I saw that announcement, I actually I I didn't just think of him, but I thought of you as well. And I thought, man, what a what a special day this must be, not just for Weave, but, but for Derek and his family, too. And, and I'm going to guess that maybe in celebration there was a bush latte or two cracked open. Oh, there was just definitely some bush lattes cracked open. I had to wait until I got home from the dirt track, but there was a few uh, beverages drank that day. Good for you. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you actually uh, let loose for once in your life. You really don't get a chance to do that very often. No, I don't. Well, thanks, buddy, for joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. I miss you. Miss you, buddy. See you soon. See you, man. <laughs> I think he was pretty happy, too, turn that uh, Weaver made the Hall of Fame. I think so. I mean, uh, who wouldn't be happy about it? That's what I want to know. What's your favorite saying you hear at the dirt track? Oh, man, I don't know. Something to do with, like, where are the pork burgers or something? Or where's well, the concession I mean, stand yeah. or what? Is, have you tried <laughs> fill in the blank at the concession stand, maybe? <laughs> well, turn, show up the Twitter question because we're going to correlate the two together. Right here, tweet us at Dirt on Dirt. What is your favorite saying that you hear at the dirt track? We got some good answers. We'll, uh, I will give you those answers on the other side of the break at Dirt on Dirt. Hashtag Late Model Live. We will get to your answers on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. All the holes we can hit, they never break. It ain't like they just help the big teams, they help everybody. You know, I'm extremely happy and don't ever look at having nothing else on my car. Your champion is Jimmy Owens here in Knoxville. After nine years of trying, Scott Lucas finally a Show Me 100 winner at Lucas Oil Speedway. The Rocket Tessie Duro Power Saturday dominates in Muskegon County. Tonight here at Tri-City Speedway, Brian Shirley wins in Alba Turn number four, his fourth of the season, and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins in Bay County. And now through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Lucas winning his eighth Dirt Lake Model 3.
Oh, caution, gonna be thrown to the wind by Shannon Babb here in the final lap, down the back stretch, Babb's gonna draw even with him. Final time, Babb's driver in hard, Kevin Weaver to the bottom. Final time, off in turn four race fans, it's Kevin Weaver. I am still, still so stoked about Kevin Weaver. I mean, turn, this is perfect timing for me to be hosting this show. Weaver in the Hall of Fame last weekend. Monday and Tuesday, Suave's working on Late Model Live. All these bumps are dedicated to Kevin Weaver. I'll oh, just enjoy it. How awesome was that turn? I mean, it's uh, pretty awesome, buddy. Is it? <laughs> All right, do we got some Twitter questions? Hopefully people, you know, tweeted during the program. Yeah, yeah, let's refresh their mind on what the question was. At Dirt on Dirt, what is your favorite saying that you hear at the dirt track? Hashtag late model live. Let's check it out. Here's the first one. Alex DeCamp says, it's not raining at the track. And this is pretty funny because when I'm at the hotel and I text somebody that's at the racetrack, maybe like Heath Lawson, James Essex, Ruben Morales for the Summer Nationals, Jonathan Clayton, I'll text them. How's the weather looking? And they always say, it's not raining at the track in turn. 85% of the time, it actually starts raining at the track, and the event, unfortunately, gets canceled. So do not say that at the racetrack, because I feel like it brings us bad luck. I would agree. Yeah. So let's go to the next one. Oh, my. Here comes Pierce. Uh, yeah, I like that one, too. I've been hearing that my whole life. James Essex, his favorite uh, saying. He's been saying it for his dad, Bob Pierce, probably during, like, a Prairie Dirt Classic or a Northern All-Stars. You know, there you go. Uh James Nolm series, and uh, now Bobby Pierce. But he's been saying a lot lately, hasn't he, Turn? Yeah, I mean, lately for sure. Pittsburgher, Brownstown, here comes Pierce. Here comes Pierce. All right, we have another one? Yeah, we have a couple more. John Coco? Coco, yeah, sure. Makes me go Coco. Eight-minute horn. Uh, Maybe we should just start going to eight-minute horn. I know we maybe hear eight minutes to ten minutes, but I say for, like, the national series, we go eight-minute horn so they actually show up at the ten-minute mark. Because usually when the 10-minute horn, you know, is let off, we don't go on the track for 15 minutes. So I'm okay with the 8-minute horn. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Keep it going, Turn. I love it. Oh, my. <laughs> John Norris. Remember, your announcer is always thirsty. Funny story about this. So John Norris is the younger brother of legendary announcer at Fairbury American Legion Speedway, Mike Norris. And he does the 50-50. He'll read the number. Say how much you win, and he'll say, congrats on the 50-50 winner, and don't forget your announcer is always thirsty, meaning that the winner should buy, you know, Mike Norris a cold bush latte because all the hard work he does there. Turn, is he, like, kind of mooching off people a little bit? No, no, he deserves it. Norris works hard. He does work hard. And I think we have one final one. One more. Oh, Landon Bagby 19, race of the year. <clears throat> forget about it. I don't want to hear nothing out. Nothing else. Tracks, if you hear race of the year at your racetrack, that is a good thing because nearly any time James Essex belts it out at a dirt track, it usually becomes a race of the year, top five race of the year at dirtondirt.com. So turn, you do want to hear race of the year at the racetrack. Yeah. D-Suave, move over. Move over. <laughs> well, I guess it's time. You know what that means for the JRI Shocks top 25. Let's check it out. The DTWC was in the rearview mirror. Charlotte is coming up. The season is winding now. Let's take a look at this week's top 25. Number one again is Brandon Shepard. He's been leading for quite some time. 
Jonathan Davenport to Jimmy Owens at three. They both get first place votes, but Sheppy gets the most votes. And how about Josh Richards after his big DTWC win moves up six spots. He's back in the top 10. And I mean, the guy that's going to be on our show here a little bit later, Turbo Tyler Herb in the top 10. Turn, if he wins, why not? Can we see him in the top seven? I mean, I think so for sure. He's in on fire. He's hot as a pistol. Let's check out the next page. 11 through 20 here. Dale McDowell, say goodbye to the top 10. Ricky Weiss, you're the same. Unfortunate for those guys. Maybe you know they can get some late season success and get back in that top 10. Billy Moyer Jr., he's been hot the last two weeks. He picked up the win at Chatham. He's in the top 20. Let's keep, the, keep this thing rolling. Turn here for the final five spots. Oh, we got no newcomers. But let's give some love to Zach Dome turn. He gets top five at a crown jewel and goes down. Or he goes up one spot. I think he should be in the top 20. I agree. I mean, I think, uh, I think if he keeps doing well, he'll definitely make, uh, make some jumps. And have you ever seen a guy win a race and move down in the rankings like Shane Clayton? I have seen it. but uh, Very those, rarely. Yeah, it's those pesky voters. You know. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you don't vote, right? I do not vote. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably a good thing, but I do. So it wasn't my fault, Shane. Not my fault. Well, we caught up with Tyler Herb. He's going to be previewing uh, the Fall Classic at Why Not this weekend. You know, he's a busy bee. He's been testing and tuning at Charlotte. He will be there this weekend. But uh, we recorded it earlier today and hope you enjoy. This weekend's headliner is the Fall Classic at Why Not Motorsports Park in Meridian, Mississippi. Turn, there was only one driver that I wanted to preview this race. And that's new Waverly, Texas driver Tyler Erb, who joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Turbo, are you ready to be back in the state of Mississippi? I know the last time there was some fireworks. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really think I was born in Mississippi, so I love going over there. And uh, definitely going to have a tip on our shoulder just to uh, run good and uh, prove a point. And you're just there to win money, right? Just there to win money, that's right. Just like another weekend in the office. Can you give us a little scouting report of WMP? What's it race like? Um, Rodney's House of Hook is a lot like, I would say it's a smaller Brunswick, but it's mixed with East Bay. Like, it's super round. Like, you never feel like you're going straight down the straightaways. And early when it's, like, fast, you've never gone so fast in your life. But then it gets, like, the, the racetrack changes so much. You'll come off a of turn four. And when it's slick, like on the start of the, the later heat races and the feature, you come off a of four to taste the green and you just can't touch the gas. I mean, you just are like idling through the corners. And, uh, I mean, it's just like Brunswick as far as shape-wise and stuff. It's a little bit smaller, but then it reminds me of East Bay, the way that the track changes. You'll be in the very bottom, then they'll throw some crumbs up in the middle, and you can run through the middle, and then you can go to the fence and bang the curve. Like, it's just a always, always changing racetrack. And, I've never been to Why Not when it's been a bad race ever. I don't. I really don't think. I think it rubbered one year that Clanton won, but other than that, it's uh, it's probably one of the raciest racetracks we go to, and it's uh, it's definitely up there in my top five. I've got five new racetracks that I or three for sure. Sonoma is one of my favorites now, Knoxville and Atomic, but <laughs> Why Not's definitely one of my favorites. So. It's a it's an awesome little racetrack. It's exciting, and the racing is just always it's always really really good racing. Whether it's the heat races or the feature or what have you. At some point in the night, I mean, it's just exciting to stand back and watch. I know you travel nationally. Hell, you race a hundred times a year, nearly. It seems like. 
But I feel like you get an extra pep in your step when you race in the South. Am I wrong about that? No, not at all. Like, I was so jacked to go to Greenville two weeks ago just because I've been racing at them places since I was 15, 16, 17. And that was, like, that was a big trip for us back then, you know. I would see my parents. We used to go race all around Texas, Louisiana and stuff. And when we'd get to go to Mississippi, why not Greenville and stuff? Like, I was just excited. I'd leave school day early and head that way to go race. Now when I go over there, I have a little bit more expectation for myself. You know, I, I feel like I should – I should run good everywhere I go, but especially at those places because I've raced there more than uh, any other place that we go to. You know, when we unload in Tennessee, Iowa, New York, whatever, I'm a rookie at a lot of them places where Mississippi, I'm like a seasoned veteran. So I, I put a little bit more pressure on myself, but I just enjoy them. I know the characteristics and the ins and outs of the racetrack, the people, and just how, how you race around there. And, I uh, I definitely I'm jacked. Uh, two weekends I normally get really really excited for when we're going why not and uh, we're on to why not this week. These last two months you've been in like a, my NBA Jam on Super Nintendo. He's on fire. You've won three National Series touring races, picked up a Gumbled Na- Nationals prelim win, collected a top three run at the World 100, and even won Saturday night Sonoya. What's been your key to success lately? Honestly, I just, uh, I've had a really, really good car all year. I have, man. I just, when I go run summer nationals, is like really when I feel like I heat up for some reason. Like, I'm very comfortable with those racetracks, even though I haven't raced there much. Like, when we go to, when we unload at Hobstop for the first time, like, I'm just, like, pumped. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know I can win. Like, I have that confidence, and it just carries over, you know. We run 10, 10 or so summer national races a year, and I, I get my confidence up because, a lot of those nights, you don't have time to work on your car or anything. You just drive it. And uh, I've run really, really well at those races. And so then uh, from then on out, I'm like, well, if I can work on my car a little bit, I could be really good, you know. And to get a win, uh, I've been thinking about winning a Lucas or Outlaw race for, since I started racing. And ever since I won that one at Knoxville, it's just it's just came a lot easier. You know, it's a lot more fluid. Like when I'm leading the race, I got a little bit of confidence and kind of know where I need to be and what I need to be doing to finish the race off. And uh, it just, it really has, like, I broke through on the first one, and it's just been a lot easier. You know what I mean? I don't have, I feel like I don't near as, put as near as much pressure on myself now when I'm in contention to win. I just kind of let it happen and make good decisions. And if you run fourth, you run fourth. If you win, you win. You know, it's it's a lot easier to, it's a lot easier to, act like you can do it and know you can do it when you've done it. You know, I used to try to put on the front that I could do it and I could, and I, I really deep down thought I could, but it's hard to make people believe you. And it's sometimes hard to believe yourself when you never won a Lucas oil race or not oil race. You go to them with the mindset that you are going to win. You know, I feel like you've grown up the last few seasons. I can truly tell you've come a long way, but when you still hear, man, that Tyler herbs, a weapon on the track or, that Tyler Herb kid needs to grow up. He's still immature. What goes through your mind? Man, I uh, all that is, is those are people that have never met me and know nothing about me. I, uh, I'm i only 21, but I promise you I can do any and everything you need to do, the race car, the rig, drive the truck, uh, dump the gray in the black water, cut tires. There's uh, That's one thing that people that don't know me, they have no idea. Anybody that knows me, They'll, uh, they'll definitely tell you that I'm the hardest working guy they know. Might be a little goofy sometimes, but when it comes down to it, or when it comes down to it, there's a, 
there's not much that can stop us from what we do. And if uh, if I had to load up and go to the races this weekend by myself, you could uh, you could bet everything in your pocket I'd make it, and uh, we would get the job done. You know, I uh, it's just people that don't know you. You know, they see you from the outside looking in, and they can say and think everything that they want. But the people that truly knew me and the people that uh, that helped me and have been around me. They're uh, they're honestly shocked a lot of the times at how hard we work and what we do. Past uh, in the past two days alone, we've I bet I slept for four hours. We went and raced to Noah, got home five in the morning, washed most cars, our rigs, um, got everything ready. Went and tested last night at Charlotte. Got back again at five in the morning. We've been unloaded, washing all day again. You know, it's people just see from the outside looking in. If I go out there and. If I knock the quarter panel off on the wall, they think, oh, you don't have to fix it. Well, what it really comes down to is I've just gotten really good at fixing it, so it don't bother me near as much. And this is a very serious question because this is when we first met, and this is when our, like, bromance, like, blossom. But when are you going to run the entire Summer Nationals? Turbo, I need this, please. Man, I I would love to. I just, I, you never know. You need the right people to sponsor you, uh, if somebody called me tomorrow and said, hey, we're going to pay you to come run this deal. We want you to show up every day and drive, bring a body hammer. And uh, it was it was the right thing. And at that point in time for me to do, that's what I do. But 100% before I die, I will run summer nationals, whether I'm in retirement like Big Billy and 60 years old. It <laughs> might be next year. But I will run summer nationals at some point. And finally, did you hear Kevin Weaver got voted into the Hall of Fame, the 2019 uh, representative? Any thoughts on that? I know you look up to him. Oh, yeah. Weaver, he's a, he's a man, and that's what happens uh, when you work hard. You run run big races, and you become a master running the cushion. Uh, they're going to put you in the Hall of Fame. People, they love to pay to watch Kevin make the top nine. That's, uh, that's something I'm trying to master. I, if I could... There's a lot of races that are won and lost on the cushion. I'd like to win a lot more than I've lost, and that's something he's gotten good at. So, congrats to him. I've I've been on dirt on dirt as a headliner for like the past three days until today. I think. So, oh, that's awesome for him. I'm a, I'm a huge Kevin Weaver fan, and uh, maybe he'll race at Florence. Uh, <clears throat> maybe he'll race at Florence next year, and we'll get to go down there and watch him watch him down there. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I remember when you were in the Summer Nationals a few years ago, you asked me how old this guy is, and I'm like, yeah, he's like almost 60, and you're like, no way. Yeah, yeah, he, he was at, uh, I watched him at LaSalle, he was Bobby race, and Weaver led the whole, that was the last big Weaver moment, he led the whole entire race, and Bobby passed him a little off lot there. <laughs> he, uh, he definitely can still get it done. He's got a check favorite, that quick time at the PDC like 18 years in a row is definitely a definitely a folk lord <laughs> well turbo good luck this weekend i can't wait to see you at charlotte i'll give you a big hug maybe we can do the hot ice challenge again <laughs> maybe maybe depends on how the night goes we'll have a good day buddy i uh, will good luck this weekend thanks bud see y'all at why not turn it's pretty crazy to see how much like how much he's improved the last few years, especially towards the end of the season. This guy's been absolutely on a heater, and I think he's going to continue his success this weekend. I think so, bud. I think he's, uh, he's turning into uh, quite the race car driver. Well, turn, another break is coming up back on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live after this.
Ford Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Late Model Race in Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my bud here, Ryan. Uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, two to go, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ramp. Flying job to Earth. Keyboy right, yes he can. Back to the race lead, and wins, and takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Is your company looking to reach more racers and businesses? Is your race team unable to attend that important trade show? If so, now is the time to join The Drive. Poised to revolutionize the trade show experience through its virtual and mobile-friendly platform, the Direct Racing Industry Virtual Expo is set to air live November 8th through the 10th, 2018. The Drive is free of charge and features virtual booths filled with photos, videos, live chat and much more from many industry leading companies to attend the drive free of charge or to register as an exhibitor visit us at thedriveexpo.com let's see if we can draw this too for Weaver no man he, he's raced here long enough he deserves to be up front and I'm going to see if I can catch him well here we go much respect alright Weaver see if we can get the two Davenport called his shot oh <laughs> If he can hit his mark four times, he'll take home five large. He's clean through two down the back straightaway. The Thomason Express, Bradbury Auto Sales, Jimmy Johns, B12, the Flatland Flash wins the Falls Draw. Let's see if we can get Weaver that too. <laughs> Jonathan Davenport. Man, watching Kevin Weaver never gets old, especially when in at Falls, my home track. Turn. Fun fact about Kevin Weaver. Did you know he got second at the World 100? I did know that. Hey, funny story, though, is Billy Moyer was so far ahead of him, like Billy lapped up to like third or fourth, that Weaver at one point thought that he actually won the race, but he didn't. He ended up getting second. Close, but no cigar. Unbelievable, huh? I mean, if you're going to be second to a guy, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, so technically he won, right? Because the GOAT won. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Weaver wins the World 100. We just decided that. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on with Halloween around the corner. Turn has been doing some interesting things on his off weekends in October. What exactly is he doing? Is he going too far with this Halloween obsession? Let's find out on Turn's Turn. <laughs> Get the fist pumps going. Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Halloween. Do Did you? you know that? No. Yes. yes I love I Halloween. So an opportunity arose. Uh, I actually worked in a haunted house a few years ago. Whoa. Uh, but this year, 
my uh, my brother-in-law became a part owner in a haunted house. So, last weekend, uh, on Friday and Saturday, I had the pleasure of making people scream in this haunted house uh, for both nights. It was pretty fun. Um, Wait a you minute. Know, so you use no mask, right? Because uh, no, uh, I definitely use a mask. Would you like to use? Would you like to see the mask that I used? Why were you night? scared? You might get scared. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what is so, that? What are you? Uh, I really don't even know. Uh, what I'm the just what? Some sort of zombie type thing. Uh, that was the first night. The next night, I was just uh, covered in blood. So there was that. But uh, <laughs> the first night. Uh, I wore this, and I worked uh, a little wall that I dropped down, and I can uh, reach out and scare people, which is pretty fun. Uh, my girlfriend Tara also went there and worked with me, uh, worked there with me on Friday and Saturday, and uh, oh, there was her, there I was her I mask. Can't do dolls turn. I, I, can't I think do dolls. She, I think hers was scarier than mine, to be honest. So. That reminds me of the purge right there. Yeah, actually, you know what? That does look like uh, the oh. purge. I never even noticed that before. Yeah, that's not. But. That's not uh, cool. But, yeah, just a little shameless plug for my brother-in-law's uh, haunted house here in Illinois, uh, Necrosis Haunted House in Rantoul, uh, Rantoul Illinois. Uh, it is It has been really fun. I can't wait to work this weekend. I know uh, Michael and Amber are going to come through this weekend, so uh, get, to, get to scare mom and dad. So that'll be, uh, that'll be pretty fun. Rantoul? So if you find me... Oh. If you find me Do in the haunted house... we get a bonus house, box or something? Like, we get turn box or something? That's yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you get you get my autograph for uh, you know I'm I'm an actor uh, I'm an actor at haunted houses and then then uh, you know I'm I'm the star that I am here on Late Model Live. Yes, so. you are the star. Like <laughs> Rigsby has no chance, but uh, Rantoul, Illinois, home of the Eagles. Turn that's her high school nickname. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's not as cool as the Freeburg Midgets, but it's a pretty cool nickname. <laughs> I agree. Oh boy, turn. <sighs> yep, yep. It was a good weekend. No, for many for many reasons. Well, kiss my booty because another pick for me and another loss, and I'm now ten and twelve. Am I officially done yet? Am I officially done? Turn. I'm looking right at you right now. I'm putting the done chain. Wait a minute, Suave. The done chain? Yep. I don't know. The one show uses the done chain before, and they put it on two teams: the Texans and the Seahawks. And I don't think they've lost since. Turn. So I don't know if you want to do that. Just saying, just saying, <laughs> I'm not done yet. I can't take it anymore. Just roll the dang video. Just roll it. I'm embarrassed. Swab's Lock of the Week. I'm officially in a deep freeze. After starting the season A and 4, I've kind of taken a nosedive going 2-8 and eight in my last 10 contests. But never fear, D-Swab is here, and I'm going Aaron Rodgers and throwing the Hail Mary. This week, I have two picks to try and get to my record of 500. My first choice is that Casey Roberts picks up the win at Blue Ridge on Saturday. Tick, 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 tick. Time is running out. Suave heaves it to the end zone. And for my Hail Mary pick, I'm going with big, sexy Brandon Overton to win his first ever fall classic. This pick came from my brain. Big, sexy gets it done at Why Not. Let's go, boys. Come down with the catch because I'm going to make it to the end zone. Make D. Suave proud, and that's Suave's Lock of the Week. This is such an awesome day. New year, but the same old Suave. So give me the green light. Because I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So, if you ah. win these two... We officially tie and I win. Yeah, because if you're 500 or better, I have to get the you tattoo. You are doomed. So. But if one gets, like, rained out or something, I'm calling Todd. We, we got to call Todd. Yeah. Yes, because Todd, you're on my side, I know, because I've known you longer. <laughs> Again, 10 and 12, <laughs> embarrassing, but, you know, I'm in a deep freeze, but I'm going Aaron Rodgers here, turn. Not Trubisky. I can actually get it to the end zone on my last Sunday. One yard short. But it's okay, buddy. They should have lost that game anyway. It was the Patriots, right? Uh, yeah, we let them off the hook. Got two weeks from first to worst. E, oh, boy. It was, it was a rough weekend. We'll, we'll rebound. It's it, fine. It's all Everything's right. fine. Hey, but guess what? We got more classic Weaver moments after the break. Final commercials coming up. Weaver takeover, baby. second to none number two their service is outstanding and number three they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time they supply rings to the best racers and motorsports all levels Rocket Chassis sells more late models than any other builder. Rocket has the largest stock of OEM parts in the late model industry, enough to keep you on track and not waiting weeks or months for your parts. Rocket is also the leader in repair service. With two jigs and an expert crew, Rocket can clip and repair faster than any other chassis builder. And with an experienced staff and a house car team on the road, their information and technology keeps them ahead of the competition rocket wins more prolifically than anyone from crates and supers to weekly regional or national it doesn't matter this is the winning team order your new rocket xr1s today and find yourself in victory lane nine to go he's got a man up on the fourth cushion it please oh my are you kidding me Forget about the Prairie Dirt Classic. We got the race of the year right here. Weaver show the way. Eight to go. Final time. Into three. The Jimmy Johns B12. We got Weaver Fever. Kevin Weaver wins. I mean, turn. That was just a vintage <laughs> night there. Coming from like seventh or eight. Or actually, it was like 11th or 12th. He shot the race and a $10,000 payday there. For the Falls Frenzy, Kevin Weaver playing a little cat and mouse with Scott Schmidt. And the veteran says, I still got it, young man, and puts on a show. That was a heck of a night there for Kevin Weaver, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, my, 
my hair was standing up on my arms during the race when I was shooting it. It was pretty wild. Oh, my. I can't even imagine what Mike Norris was doing. I know. He was probably drinking some Bush lattes, but, you know. <laughs> hey, Turn, did you hear there's some big news out of some Indiana Sprint track, Kokomo? Have you heard of this place before? I don't know. But I guess apparently they're hosting a Lucas Oil late model dirt series race on Friday, September 20th. I'm very excited about this. I was there in 2010 when the Summer Nationals came when Rusty Schlenk outdueled Jason Fager and Dennis Herb Jr. It was a showcase. The Kokomo Clash is always a great race. Oh, Kevin Weaver's won like four or five of those uh, turn. But Cody Summer and company are promoting the event, and I can't be more excited. This is a must-watch must event. Be there next September or be square turn. The late model shootout at Kokomo Speedway, the Lucas Oil Series, Friday, September 20th. Turn, we're almost done with the show. Let's finish up with five to go. Number five, the biggest paying race of the weekend is the Cash Money 100 at Fayetteville Motor Speedway in Fayetteville, North Carolina. $25,000 is on the line for the limited late models. First off, kudos to Jim Long and company. They could have pulled the plug after Hurricane Florence ripped through the area last month. But everything is a go this weekend. Give me Dennis Franklin to pick up his biggest career win. That's right. Rambo puts on a show at Fayetteville. Number four, the Southern National Bonus Series is back in the state of Georgia for the second consecutive week at Blue Ridge Motorsports Park in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Turn, we finally got video of this place last season, and we will have coverage there again. It will be interesting to see who shows up there Saturday night but I'll take Casey Roberts to wax on, wax off the field at the Peach Day Oval. Number three, it's October, it's Florence. You know what that means. It's the Fall 50 at the King family-owned Florence Speedway. Five G's up for grabs. Oh, and shout out to Joe Warning, a friend of the program, who is having his 26th birthday party there. In turn, we both got invited, but unfortunately, I have a wedding to attend. Hey, but some piece of advice for you, Joe. Don't dance on too many picnic tables. Rumors had it that you actually dance on a few of them at the north-south. But as for the race, give me racing Jason Jameson to pick up the win. Number two, after getting rained out last weekend, Clinton County Speedway in Mill Hall, Pennsylvania will take a stab at it again. One driver who was happy about this was Boom Briggs. Oh, wait, he's not happy anymore since he's going to Vegas this weekend. Oh, man, rough life, Boom. Must be a real rough, rough life for a transportation company. Oh, wait, he's not happy anymore. But he did tell me if he was there, he'd pick up the W. But he's not. Either way, someone is going home 5K richer. And number one, the third annual World Short Track Championship is at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The dirt car slash SECA crates will be battling out for three large. Give me friend of the program, Matt Long to get the job done. I'll be at Charlotte next week for the World Finals. Turn. I cannot wait to be back in North Carolina. It is one of my favorite events. It's going to be a showcase. Turn. That was five to go. Do you think Matt Long's going to win this week in turn? That'd I mean, be he's kind of nice. He's little, got a good shot. A little pep in his step. Yeah, he uh, last year he led a lot of laps there and uh, I think uh, dropped out with some mechanical issues. So maybe this year he'll get it done. Maybe, maybe. But I, I know you... I guess apparently last year some guy got like a modified fight between Strickler and uh, 
Stremmy, I have no idea who that was. I know. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, wait a minute. You are the real MVP of this. That was whole me. Program. That was me. I was uh, actually funny story. I was down there uh, switching the race for uh, our friends at uh, Dirt Vision, and uh, our cameraman had some stuff going on health wise that he couldn't finish it out. So I went up top, shot it. Uh, our own Kane Runyon sw- uh, switched the rest of the show, and. And I got that uh, wreck between Strickler and Stremmy, so pretty exciting. It's kind of shaky, but it was a great shot. Wow, uh, I guess thanks. Congrats. Congratulations. I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 at James Essex. Oh, turn. Some shameless plugs, baby. Let's hear yeah. him. Let's hear him. This is uh, your favorite part right here. Of course. For our uh, on-demand coverage this weekend, we will have Southern Nationals bonus series from Blue Ridge, unsanctioned at Why Not, Georgetown, and Florence. We will have highlights, recaps from all of those. So uh, make sure you keep the browser locked to DirtOnDirt.com. And uh, coming up for pay-per-views, we got what a do few we got? of them. Oh, one of my favorite events of the year. I've been saying it throughout the show. The World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte. The World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. The Beast from the East. The Big Block Modifieds. And the World of Outlaws Craftsman's Late Models. All three divisions. Every lap live at DirtOnDirt.com. November 1st to the 3rd. Let's keep it going, Turn. The oh, National this is, 100. This is his favorite way. The National 100! Dale McDowell wins it! Oh, man, that's one of my favorite calls of all time. November 9th and 11th, the National 100 will also be live. And we can't forget about Gateway Dirt Nationals at the Dome at American Center in St. Louis. Yes, it's dirt in December because it's November 29th, 30th, and December 1st. We got these push and flips things. I, I mean... I mean, these open-wheel things that Tim Truex is stoked about, right, Turn? Yeah, Tim Truex is uh, definitely excited. No, but this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see sprints inside. Everybody talks about the Chili Bowl, so I'm very excited for this. And finally, yes, it's going to be around the corner, January 5th, 6th, 9th, 11th, 12th, 13th, the 13th annual Wild West Shootout, all six nights live at DirtOnDirt.com. People going for the Kaiser Manufacturing Quarter Million Dollar Challenge. Can we have somebody win it? I don't know. If Kevin Weaver was there, he would definitely win. Oh, Turn, did you hear? He's in the Hall of Fame next year. So I, I did hear. Should I do my induction speech? Do you think I should do the induction speech or not? I think you need to present him with you know whatever it is he is presented with. Yes. I don't know if they get like a Hall of Fame jacket like the NFL or something I like that. I think I should but, get uh, that gold jacket, too. Because I revitalized his career. You can ask him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. All right, now it's time for the Kevin Kovac <laughs> Memorial Notes section. And turn yesterday, this is one of the funniest things that I've seen in a while. It's not even April Fool's, and people got punked. Some fake website posted that Dunn Benson was teaming up with Scott Bloomquist, and literally five minutes after this was posted, I got like four or five text messages. My cousin, who's a huge race fan, called me. He's like, yo, man, Scott Bloomquist. I'm like, yeah, man, it's not real. So Dunn Benson had a good response for this. You know, for the record, that if any story or press release that, you know, Deals with Dunn Benson is going to come to DirtOnDirt.com first. So be ready, folks. Dunn Benson is going to make an announcement who's going to be in that car for the 2019 season. Don't believe any of these other fake websites. We will get to the bottom line, and we'll be the first to report it. Remember, everything else is fake news. Exactly. So we'll get that to you. And then turn. Uh, Mr. Bailey, our tattoo artist, finally sent us what the, you know, the final you know, project is going to be, the final look of this tattoo that's probably going to be on your back. I'm just saying but there you go, two checkered flags, fire. The question marks are what the record's going to be, which is going to be 500, and it's going to say lock of the week. That is definitely going to be going on a... Definitely, you know, definitely not going to be 500. Yeah, so. I'm 
It's going to be, uh, pretty sure it's going to be 10 and 14. I think you're going to drop both of them this weekend. Oh That's just gosh. me, though. No, Big Sexy texted me and said, Suave, I'm in your corner. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers <laughs> fan. I will catch that Hail Mary. He said he's going to be, you know, kind of a Richard Rodgers who got that touchdown against the Lions a few years back. RIP Kevin Kovac. But turn, we're almost done with the show. We're pretty much winding this thing down. And, uh, you know, rate my, rate my score. I think this is one of my best yet. I think Rigsby, you know, is on the hot seat. What do you think? I think uh, for sure he's on the hot seat. I mean – you're better than what I forgot what his name is. The guy that usually sits back there. I don't know. Yeah. I think the hobo. one that's back there now is better. Thank for you. Sure. That's D swab, Derek Kessinger. Well, turn. We're finally done with the show. This has been Kaiser manufacturing late model live. Oh, quick. Did you hear about Kevin Weaver hall of fame? I, what breaking news? Yep. Breaking do, do, news. Do, 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 do. Yep. Kevin Weaver hall of fame, but it was a great show. Thanks for Tyler Herb, Dustin Jarrett uh, coming on the show. Turn. You, sw- you switched a great show. I think your MVP, but We'll be back with you in here in the near future. Thank you once again. This is Kaiser Manufacturing Late Model Live. Good night, everybody.